Hi, I am Jennifer Purcell, and welcome to my podcast, Living with an Invisible Learning Challenge, where we will discuss, discover, and learn more about the challenges and triumphs of those with NLD and other learning challenges. I do have a website for this podcast, and it is called livingwithnld.com. I also have a Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter account for the podcast. They are all under the same name, which is Living with NLD. I also have a YouTube channel for the podcast, which can be found by Googling the title of the podcast, which is Living with an Invisible Learning Challenge. I would like to tell you about a nonprofit that I use for my research for this podcast. It is called the NBLD Project, and I use their blog for my research. They are a nonprofit that is based in New York and is trying to get NVLD back on the DSM, and they provide many resources for people with NVLD on their website. I'll provide you with the website for them in the podcast description. All proceeds from the ads on this podcast will be donated towards the NVLD project. Please feel free to explore the other topics on the podcast, and hopefully you will learn something new from them. I hope you enjoyed today's episodes. And today I am very excited to announce that BetterHelp is now sponsoring this podcast. I have had seven years of therapy, so I know it can help change your life if you not only let it, but work on the personal goals that you set with your therapist. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships at work not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are the greatest asset. And special offering to listeners of Living with an Invisible Learning Challenge, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash, I'll put in the link in the podcast description for you. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-E-P. Thanks again to BetterHelp for supporting, I mean, sponsoring this podcast. Today's episode will be an interview with Luke, and it will be in one episode because it was a shorter interview than I usually do with 
people within VLD. So here is Luke and me. All right, so today I'm here with Luke, who will start by introducing himself, and he is from Wisconsin, I believe. Yes. Okay, you can start, Luke. Hi. So actually, first, I'd like to say uh, thank you for the work you're doing and bringing advocacy and awareness to NVLD. Thank you for saying that. And anyway, so yeah, my name's Luke and I have ADHD and NVLD. And how old are you, Luke, if you don't mind sharing that? I'm 21. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're about the same age. I'm 25, so I'm a little bit older. Um, and I live in California and it looks like you're doing some IT work or looking for IT work? Yes, I'm going to do some classes at a local technical college and I'm looking for an IT job. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I can relate to that because I work at my mom's spiritual community and I do some IT support for her as well. So mm -hmm. I know what that's like. It's kind mm -hmm. of cool to work with tech stuff. Mm -hmm. um, working with computers and uh, website design is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. So do you um, know when you were diagnosed with NLD and ADHD? Well, I guess I think it was around early elementary school about the same time I was yeah, NVLD was the same time I was diagnosed with ADHD and I believe it was sort of a dual diagnosis of sorts. Mm -hmm. I think some of the re reason I was diagnosed with MVLD was because my social difficulties seemed more than what would be related to just ADHD. That, that makes sense. That it would be a dual diagnosis. For me, it didn't come up until college because I was homeschooled in, before college and um, it, it was... I thought I was always different before I had the testing in terms of, and when I say different, I mean different from everybody else in my family in terms of how I thought and um, acted. Um, and when I went to college, I um, decided to ask my parents if I could get some testing done because I had a roommate who was deaf and um, she kind of, inspired me to look into it more and I'm glad I followed that because it was easier to do college with the accommodations that I got mm -hmm. with the diagnosis. Um, so if you don't mind sharing, how do you feel about having NLD and ADHD? Well, I guess I'd say, like, I don't know if I would have chosen to be this way, but since I am this way, I don't want to, I don't want to be any different. And I like being like this. Mm -hmm. That's a good answer. I, you know, no, I don't think anybody chooses to have, a, you know, a learning disability, or as I like to call it, a learning challenge. And, um, I would say that's 
also true of a physical disability. And, um, you know, I, I, I like, sometimes I don't like having an LD, but um, I, I, I do, I do other times I do like it because it makes me who I am. And um, it, um, it does help with other pieces of life as well. Um, also, uh, let's see, what differences or challenges do you struggle with since you have ADHD and uh, NLD? Well, I'd say because of the MBLD, I definitely struggle with motor skills. They're more tricky for me, particularly when I was younger. It was harder for me to have good handwriting and learn to time, time my shoes. It took a longer time than... And then I also say... I also have time blindness, I'd say. Mm -hmm. is a symptom. I say that that could be related to my MVOD or my ADHD and probably a little of both. But anyway, there's a little of both. I just feel like I just like don't process like the like passing of time as, as like other neurotypicals would per say. Mm -hmm. I also would say that math was really hard for me which could be a combination of both things. Like some of remembering the multiplication facts could have been my ADHD, but I definitely know that like a lot of the math concepts was hard because probably because of my NVLD. I also say I would struggle with sometimes seeing the big picture and not just seeing the details. Yeah, that, yeah. that makes sense to me. I also say that ADHD means that like I can't sometimes makes it hard to focus on details. So I'd say that like when I when you combine the two, then I just focus on the wrong details. <laughs> Get distracted by the wrong details. Mm -hmm. Get the wrong details. I also like have a hard time picking up on social cues and, and understanding social rules. And sometimes I can be a black and white thinker. I think you also had something about tone of voice. Oh, uh, yeah. I know that that's a thing that some NVLDers say that they struggle with. I wouldn't say I struggle with hearing it or like understanding that there's different tones of voices. I'd more struggle with like understanding like with like automatically picking up on like the meaning behind the different tone of voice. Mm. Mm -hmm. Like I hear that that's different, but I don't know what that means. That that definitely makes sense to me. I I can think of an example for me where um, I was. This was before I knew about my MLB, but I was talking to somebody, and I didn't realize I had a snappy tone of voice when I was talking to her, and. Uh, my mom told me about that later and I couldn't duplicate the tone of voice I had to her because she was asking me what it sounded like. And I was like, I just, I, I didn't know what it sounded like. I wasn't aware of it. So I can, 
I can relate on that. Um, it, and this is kind of, that kind of goes with us. Sometimes um, my mom will ask me just because she wants to help me with NLD a lot. Um, she'll see a look on my face. She'll, she'll be like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what my face looks like. Right. And yeah. it's like, um, and like, if I did, and I was looking in the mirror, I probably would change what it was looking like. So, um, I can definitely relate to that. Um, yeah, sometimes I relate to that too, about the tone. Like, it's like, I can ch change what I'm saying, but sometimes it's like, I have a hard time, like controlling what my tone is. Mm-hmm. It looked like you maybe had a story in here about high school. Oh, yeah. There are some tones of voices I can hear, though. I can really understand. And that's like when people are like being infantilizing. infantilizing. Do you, mm -hmm. do you, can you ever relate to that? Seems like people like in regards to your like learning differences or your disability, they'll treat you like, like you're... Like in, they'll infantilize you and treat talk to you like a child. Mm. Yeah, I I can relate to that a little bit because, um, I mean, I don't know if I get that from my family so much, but maybe outside my family, in terms of sometimes they maybe they don't understand so much what the learning disability is, and they. Uh, think they need to talk down to you when they don't really when they don't yeah you're not a you're you're not a child and most usually you're you have unique abilities that other people don't um because of being neurodiverse and because of having adhd and nlb or having something else um Math is also a challenge for me. Uh, I've worked on that and um, I've gone faster on that. I'm, I don't know if you've listened to the podcast episodes on that, but um, I've, I had tutors in high school and in college for math and that was challenging for me, for sure. Mm. I remember crying over math because um, it was so difficult. Yeah. Uh, and um, I remember uh, skiing is a family sport for, for my family. And we would do multiplication tables while we were skiing on the chairlift to try to keep me occupied and to try to help me memorize them better. <laughs> <laughs> um, it worked a little bit, um, but I know sometimes I got annoyed or frustrated. I'm like, again, we have to do these again. Yeah. <laughs> Um, social cues definitely is one I think I'm still working on in terms of, um, reading, to, still trying to pick up on some body language and, um, I'm getting a little bit better with facial, um, expressions in terms of working on people that I know, like my family members and, um, trying to like, analyze are they looking for something like with my mom um sometimes i can tell when she's thinking about something or looking for something that she 
if she needs help. And um, usually I'm able to help her with that because um, I like helping people. So, um, and then. Um, yeah, sometimes I feel like it's not just picking up on other people's body language. Sometimes I feel like I might struggle with like giving off the proper body language in the mm. social situation too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can relate with that also. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this book. I know I've mentioned on the podcast before, but um, NLD from the Inside Out by Michael Brian Murphy. Uh, he has NLD himself and he wrote two books on um, NLD and um, he's, he's, I think he did a really good job on writing both books. The first book was about um, body language and trying to understand it more and social cues. And then the second one was more about the science behind NLD and um, understanding that. Yeah. Um, that one was a little trickier for me because of the higher vocabulary and it's understanding. Yeah. I'm also excited because uh, I don't know if you've seen them. There's the Instagram account, the heat NLD plan. They're like a European group. Oh but yeah. They came out with a book. They just haven't come out with their, like they're still making their English translation of it. Yeah. I think I did see that advertising. Came out with a book. NVLD is okay, but they're still um, haven't come out with their, they're still creating their English translation version. Yeah. I think I did. I think I did see that. I was like, Oh, wait a second. That, that's not in English. I was like, okay, that's weird. Um, and then like you were saying with the, seeing the big picture and not just seeing the details, I, I think I still struggle with that a little too sometimes where um, sometimes I just like, I have tunnel vision just on the big, uh, on the details and not on the big picture yeah. when I need to see both or just see the big picture um, sometimes. And um I think I talked about that when I was um, with my managing money episode and um, it is helpful to be able to, especially for young adults, to be able to see the big picture when they have to have a budget and be able to save money and still spend a little bit with, you know, maybe going out and having fun with their friends or something like that. Yeah. Um, so I can relate with that too. Um, so let's see, the next question was, what it was like for you growing up with NLD and ADHD? Well, I guess I'd say, I think I've probably because of my NVLD, but I've had like social anxiety. I mean, I still do at times. I can, I can be really shy, but if you, get me talking about one of my interests such as Star Wars I can talk your ear off I'd say that Star Wars is one of my hyper fixations mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense to me because I remember and I, I think I still do this actually I remember when I was growing up I would tend to fixate on things as well and if I was interested in it, I would talk about it for a long time and I wouldn't notice how long I was talking about it mm -hmm. um, and would get 
lost in it and i like star wars too so yeah. um do you have a favorite character um i'm not sure it's, maybe like yoda or luke skywalker yeah i was gonna say it might be a little hard to pick um actually last week i just came back from a trip from disney i actually went to go visit the galaxy's edge oh cool yeah which was a trip i finally got to go on after canceling it multiple times due to the pandemic yeah yeah um if i had to pick one character i think for me either be yoda or leia probably um let's see the next one was does your family or friends help with your challenges that you have with nld and adhd yeah, I think so. I mean, my best friend and I really understand each other because she's also autistic and her symptoms present in many similar ways to my neurodivergence. When we hang out together, I feel like I don't have to understand nonverbal cues since neither of us can do that very well. She's actually the reason I realized how similar my NVLD is to what might be considered lower support needs autism, especially the way that it interacts with my coexisting ADHD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you have uh, your friend with autism because then you're able to have at least one person who can relate to what it's like to have NLD and ADHD and hopefully be able to relax a little bit around her because then um, like you were saying she has some of the same um, challenges as you do um, I I worked with in my in my previous jobs I've worked with people who have autism and who have ADHD so I have experience working with those people and seeing how they react and what their behaviors are like both adults and kids and um and actually babies <laughs> um, so i think the youngest was uh probably one year old and the oldest was 28 yeah if i remember correctly so big range <laughs> um but um I would say for me, I have a very supportive uh, family and friends. Um, and I'm blessed to have that because I know that's not always the case when you have um, a learning disability or learning challenge. Um, but my, my brother and my mom and my dad support me a lot. And um, so do my friends. Um, and so do my connections with the podcast that I've created, um, which, I, which I think is beautiful that I, when I created the podcast over a year ago, I never, it was kind of funny. I, I didn't think it would help people with NLD as much as it has, but I'm glad that it has. Um, and I guess, I guess it might have, I thought maybe it would be tricky for them to find the podcast, but I'm, I'm glad it, it hasn't been. And um, 
I'm glad that they have reached out to me and given me feedback and been wanting to been interviewed because then I've been able to find more people like me and been able to make connections. So that's, that's great. Sorry, that clock is loud. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> forgot that clock was in this room. Yeah. Um, I'll wait for it to stop hurting. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, okay. So let's see. The next one was, um, are there gifts that you have or strengths that you have from NLD or ADHD? I'd say that probably because of my NVLD, but I say my vocabulary is quite good. As a kid, like I really liked watching like some shows like Word Girl, and I like would always pick up on the words that I that I learned and add them to my vocabulary. Huh. I also feel like I was really good at like picking up on like little like facts that they teach on those shows, like Arthur and different things, different facts that they teach, and that I can still remember some facts that I learned like from shows like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um... I haven't heard of word, word girl before, but I have heard of the author. And um, I think for me, I definitely am very verbal and um, I'm working on my vocabulary. Um, sometimes I don't know the meaning of words and shows that I, more adult shows that I watch now, um, but the great thing of, is that I can ask my parents and they can help define it for me. Yeah. And most of the time, I don't even have to say what word it is because I know what word it is, which is yeah. great. Um, and um, I think for me, my other gifts would be um, in the audio area for me, I'm very good on remembering audio memory in terms of um like memorizing songs and lyrics and um recalling um anything that i listen to um and um i'm also really good for some reason on names and dates and numbers like i remember when i was being tested for my diagnosis i what part of the test was um, uh, recalling a list of numbers that the tester would say to me. And I, I was able to do that pretty easily, which was interesting. Um, is there something you wish the world knew about more about NLD or ADHD? feel like this might be more related to my MVLD, but maybe an ADHD too, but yeah. I wish that people knew that we're not trying to be difficult. Mm. We may seem like we're trying to be difficult about the semantics of what you said, but we're just trying to understand it and make sure that we don't like misunderstand it from not picking up on the social cues. Mm -hmm. I like that answer. I, I, would, I would agree with that where like you said, we're not, we're not trying to be difficult. We're just trying to, not just trying to understand it, but trying to, um, 
you know, trying to understand it, but trying to maybe also, um, you know, defend ourselves and uh, advocate for ourselves because I know sometimes that can be a little difficult or challenging for people with a learning challenge because they might not know how to, um, they might not know how to, uh, how to do that exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's a good answer where we're just trying to work through the problems that we have because of the learning challenge. Um, and then the next one is, do you ever wish you didn't have NLD or ADHD? No, I don't feel like I ever wish that I didn't have it. I mean, as I said before, I don't know if I'd have cho chosen to have it, but now that I do, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't want to be any other way because I know that this probably like my symptoms of both probably like are fundamentally shaped like how I am as a person and my personality. And I like my personality. I wouldn't want to be any other way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that makes sense to me. I. I would, I would agree with you on that. I wouldn't want to be any different either because, you know, for me, if I didn't have NLD, I wouldn't be able to do the podcast. Um, and I mean, maybe I would if I knew somebody who had, who has NLD, um, but it, it wouldn't be the same. It would be from a different perspective. Um, and I, I think that that's definitely a, a good thing for me. One of the good things for me and it makes me who I am and I'm, I'm glad for that piece. Um, yeah, I feel that same way too, that there's just some things that happen like because of like your neuro, my neurodivergence, mm -hmm. because like if I didn't, wasn't neurodivergent didn't have my neurodivergence, then I wouldn't have been in a, then I wouldn't have gone to the, pro, a couple of years ago, I wouldn't have gone to like the internship program at the local children's hospital for, for like people with disabilities to learn like job skills. And then I wouldn't have met my, my, my best friend who we're really close now. Yeah, good. Yeah. That's definitely a good example. Um, do you ever feel like it's a burden or um, just like a heavy weight for you or for your, or for people around you? I wouldn't say that I feel like my ability or ADHD is a burden, but I would say that I feel like I can be hard to deal with at times and I can't really help it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, I would agree with that. You know, sometimes there are things that may come up or happen that are hard to control or deal with because of um, NLD or ADHD for you and for me it'd be NLD and I'm starting to believe I have dyslexia because sometimes when I type I put flop letters and words um, like I and E or S and E which is a little weird um, mm -hmm. that I do that um because usually it well I've heard usually it's when you write but not when you type but I guess it could be either 
Um, and uh, I don't usually do it with numbers, but I do with letters. Um, and uh, I, this feels like a disability for me too. I have chronic migraines and um, that is challenging for me too. So, you know, with those three things for me, it's, you know, a lot can come up and sometimes it's hard to juggle everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, you know, you do the best you can and um, that's probably all you can do sometimes. Um, then let's see, the next one is, what would you tell others who have NLD or ADHD as, or, or both as a motivation for when they get discouraged? Oh, when they get discouraged. When they get discouraged. Discouraged, yeah. Don't let anyone make you feel like your different operating system is wrong or flawed. Your brain has a, just has a different operating system. If someone in your own life can't accept that you have a different operating system, then maybe you don't need them in your life. I mean, if that's a if that's a choice, if like they're like a friend or someone in your life that you can choose to not have in your life anymore, then maybe then they don't need to be. Yeah, that's a good answer. Sorry, that's my dog. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that, but um yeah, that's okay. But um, yeah, I would agree with you on that. Um, you, like, you, like you said, you, you think differently and you, um, it's, not, it's not your fault. It's just the way either you were born or genetics sometimes or, or happens from a trauma um, can be the other reason. But like you said, um, it, if, it, you know, if, if it's a friend or a family member, you, well, usually if it's a friend, it's easier to cut them out of your life and not, and stop being friends with family yeah. members. Sometimes you have to see them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Depending on if they're, you know, if they're extended family, it's easier. Um, but with immediate family, that's not so easy. But yeah. just like you don't choose to have a learning challenge, you don't choose your family. Mm -hmm. um, so let's see. Um, what would you tell people who don't know they have NLD or ADHD, but suspect they might? Well, for the MVLD piece, I tell them that, like, I don't know. I mean, they're suspecting they might have MVLD. I tell them, well, it could be maybe ASD or maybe MVLD, or it could be both. I mean, I've seen some people online who say they've been diagnosed with both mm -hmm. ASD and MVLD. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. You can have MVLD and autism. And uh, and you can have NBLD and ADHD. So, um, yeah. A and, you know, and if you suspect you have a learning, a learning challenge, you know, whatever 
learning challenge you may think you have it it would i think it would be good to um read up on books about it and help educate yourself um and if you can afford the testing to have that done because i know sometimes that can be expensive um but to definitely um educate yourself and um make yourself more aware of what it what is the definition of that learning challenge that way you can um be more aware of of it um is there anything you would like to ask me um uh yeah i guess you might have answered this before with saying talking about the star wars but do you do you have anything now or have you ever had anything you would consider maybe like like you hyper fixated on like a stronger interest than mm -hmm. like say most neurotypicals would have an interest in something yeah uh we did talk about that a little bit with star wars um i think Probably my hyperfixations would be um, anything to do with the environment. I love helping the environment and taking care of it, the environment. Um, that's one of my passions other than the podcast. Um, uh, yeah, I'm interested in that too. The environment? Yeah, I'd say like one of my hyperfixations is actually like following like Greta Thunberg, Thunberg and seeing what she does. Mm -hmm. I think it's cool what she can do while also being like neurodivergent because she's like on the spectrum. She's neurodivergent. Cool. Um, and I think one of my other hyper yeah, fixations would be um, probably just talking about facts that I know about things like I can get into talking about hummingbirds or butterflies um, a lot for some reason. Um, and um, like when I do on when with the podcast talking about facts about NLP as well, I can hyperfixate on that too. Um, and um, I think also for me with um, a little bit of, with the tech work that I do also, sometimes I hyperfixate on that when I'm doing something with uh, a website or trying to teach myself something new in terms of those kind of skills, I might spend too much time on that and yeah. trying to learn it. But I think that's, not a bad thing. I think that's actually a good thing because it helps me with my job because I do a little bit of social media design. And um, a lot of times my dad will ask me questions that he needs help with in terms of um, like how to use Google Docs or how to um, open an attachment in an email sometimes that might come in a different form that he's not used to. I don't know if this necessarily relates to the question per se, but I say with social media, I have, I really like like the neurodiversity movement. Mm -hmm. And I'd say that 
recently become aware of that a couple of years ago when I first joined onto Reddit. If you ever heard of Reddit? Yeah. Well, I first came on Reddit and I found like different communities, like there's different subreddits and there's even a specific subreddit for like neurodiversity. Mm -hmm. I like posting in there. And then there's also an NVLD Reddit page. That's cool. I didn't know there was that on Reddit. Um, yeah, and then I just recently, just like yesterday, I create, I, there was like an ADHD meme page and there was an Aspie meme page for like autistic people, which was like similar enough that I guess I posted in there. But yeah, I just recently created my own Reddit subreddit. I created an NVLD Reddit meme page for people to post memes about NVLD. Yeah, that's good. Um, I know one thing that I found recently, I don't know if you've heard of it before, but um, it's a, basically it's a blog called The Mighty um, where you can post about um, learning disabilities or physical disabilities that you may have. And um, I like going on there because you can read about things like NLD or autism or ADHD and you can read about people's experiences with having them and you don't have to comment on the blog or you know write a blog yourself but you can just read them and you know connect with other people who have something that you have yeah um and then i believe the last question is what is your proudest accomplishment i don't know if i'd say this is a personal accomplishment but i'd say that one of my proudest accomplishments is being an uncle to my niece. Mm -hmm. How old is your niece? She's a little over two years old now. Oh, they're so cute when they're young. Yeah. Um, I mean, not that they're cute when that they're not cute when they're older, but they're usually cute, cuter as kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. For me, um. I have a lot of accomplishments that I can think of, but usually I, I still reflect back on um, when I graduated from college and um, I'm sure you can relate to this as going through college now. Um, it, school was not easy for me. It was, yeah. it was a nightmare and um, that's the best word I can use to describe it. Um, like when sometimes when people ask me would I go back I'm like oh no not if I had a choice um and I do have a choice um you know um it's it was not easy I'm surprised I did it in four years um but I know I did that because I had a lot of help I had some tutors at the school um, at, at UC Berkeley where I went and um, and I had my mom helping me for the last two years with editing all my essays I did, which were a lot because I was a sociology major. Um, so, uh, you know, I think one thing that I learned in college that was a good thing was I learned that I needed to ask for help and that I should not be ashamed for that because it was actually 
I used to think that was a sign of weakness, but I actually realized that was a sign of strength because if you realize you need help, then you are realizing something more about yourself um, and that you are realizing that you, and sometimes it takes some strength to ask for help yeah. um, depending on depending on what kind of help it is. So, um, and I think that's true for people who have learning challenges, so. Yeah, I think I came up with another one for what might be an accomplishment. Mm -hmm. Say maybe like, I think it's cool that I got some like sales on my Redbubble. Have you heard of Redbubble? I don't think so, what is that? It's like a print on demand thing where you make designs and things. Oh, cool. You sell designs and I've got some other sales in like other countries. I have a, a Redbubble account. You can find me under L.cash. You can mm -hmm. see my store, but I have all a bunch. I just have like a, just a few designs, but they're all like neurodivergent themed designs relating to like being neurodivergent. Oh, okay. That sounds cool. I'll, I'll look for that. That sounds interesting. I hadn't heard of that before. Okay, um, well, that's basically it, unless you wanted to ask me anything else. Uh, no, I can't think of anything offhand. Nice talking to you. I and today I am very excited to announce that BetterHelp is now sponsoring this podcast. I have had seven years of therapy, so I know it can help change your life if you not only let it, but work on the personal goals that you set with your therapist. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. Better help is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are the greatest asset. And special offering to listeners of Living with an Invisible Learning Challenge, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash, I'll put in the link in the podcast description for you, that's betterhelp.com. H-E-L-E-P. Thanks again to BetterHelp for supporting, I mean, sponsoring this podcast.
As I wrap up, there are some things I would like to share with you. I do have a website for this podcast. It is called livingwithnld.com. I also have a Facebook and Instagram page for this podcast. It is called Living With NLD. I will include the links for those in the description. In conclusion, I would like to hear from my audience. If you know individuals with NLD that I could interview for this podcast, please email me at livingwithnld at gmail.com. What are you interested in learning about NLD? I know I'm not an expert, but I do know I have the living experience of having it. I would like you to practice journaling about your gifts and differences. Also see if there is a way that you can make that difference become easier for you to do than it originally was. Thank you for listening today, and please go to my YouTube channel and subscribe to it. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.